0: If there was one word I'd use to describe this holiday season in the year 2020, it's desperate. I find myself gripping onto whatever traditions I can to write my emotional sleigh which seems to be careening from side to side down an icy slope frozen over with exhaustion and despair. Yes, I feel as needy as an Instagram post by January Jones when I think about all the things we can't do that we would normally be doing. And I have to get by with inferior substitutions. A late-night flurry of clicking Instagram ads is no replacement for a frantic trip to the wellness market on Canal Street in order to procure a plastic baggie of Chinese herbs for great-uncle Denton to address his limitless spleen issues. Another sip of peppermint schnapps can hardly compare with nursing a spiked eggnog in the corner of Uli Thomas's Upper East Side apartment, as she caterwauls on about the time she channeled the ghost of Betty Furness in order to get a terrific deal on a Westinghouse air purifier. And instead of delivering them all to the local shopkeepers who keep me in good stead all year, I have an entire shelf full of homemade scented candles above the dryer." I even made a new one who sent his evocative of the Amtrak-Acella waiting area at Penn Station. And, you know, you just can't enjoy those over Zoom. I've tried. I never thought I'd miss it, but this will be the first year where my father-in-law doesn't pull me aside and tell me to lighten up. <laughs> and my uncle won't have the chance to ask me if I intend to stay in New York. Well, it's only been 12 years. Who knows if it's going to stick? <laughs> but as much as I flit and flail, missing everything and every one... I know there's wisdom to be received from the universe. I should be taking advantage of this cosmic pause to cleanse the mind and recharge, to push through this moment and let ourselves access whatever strange powers the stars have bestowed upon us. If that little drummer fella can make it through the desert with just a drum and a very limited amount of skill, well, I can make it to New Year's. We'll talk about stars and plants and pushing through when we hurtle through the blinking red and green portal that leads us to the deep night. Friends, hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm so pleased to be the holder of your positive vibrations, your wave of holiday anticipation, and your complete and total resignation as we go through this, the 2020 holiday season, and the next hour of regrets and revelations we call the Deep Night. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and the Gowanus, she slumbers tonight. Beneath a cool, clear sky of stars, our Gowani reflects and bends the light from passing cars on the BQE and the soft glow of the Lowe's hardware sign. A thousand solstices, maybe more, the Gowanus has bared witness to undulating and releasing gas at regular intervals. Just like my elderly neighbor, Randall, after tearing off a hunk of his specialty Italian sweetbread and trying to convince me that birds aren't real... But they are real. I've seen them. I usually just nod and smile beneath my mask and keep on raking up piles of yellow ginkgo leaves that fall into our courtyard from his tree. Friends, oh my goodness, there's a lot going on. Personally, globally, emotionally, all the boxes. And this week I wanted to just put forward a holiday confection of an episode, and I do think we achieved it. My guest today is a very funny comedian and host of a new web show, your Virgo friend Cameron. Uh, 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 Cameron Farmer is my guest. <laughs> now, I first encountered Cameron uh, through her show, uh, which uh, airs via the Eternal Family uh, site. You pay $5 and you get some of the strangest, uh, funniest, most out-there videos available to human eyes and ears. And I tell you this, if uh, if you, they put this stuff on a golden record, and shot it into space, the aliens would be zooming over via light speed. (laughs) Maximum warp, even. Cameron has an infectious spirit about her, and I knew we'd have a good time of it. Cameron was part of Second City, is the host of the Bong Hits podcast, and has performed stand-up in New York, Baltimore, L.A., all over the place. I think she's terrific. Let's go now to my conversation with Cameron Farmer. Cameron Farmer, welcome to The Deep Night.
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Oh, my gosh, this is
0: terrific. And I'm here in our little winter solstice chamber, of course, preparing, no doubt, for some wassailing and perhaps some spirited chanting beneath a mossy stone. But uh, before we get to our uh, uh, solstice preparations, I'm sure you're you're knee-deep in them as well, I wanted to ask you the question that I ask all of my guests, which is, uh, would you be interested in joining the commune I'm starting?
1: Oh, wow. I think maybe I just have to do a little bit more research. Is that the thing people uh, say?
0: That is a common response. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Probably it's best saved for the end of the interview, but I like to just see where people are at the beginning of these things. Yeah. Have you lived communally before?
1: Um, I, you know what? I grew up in a house with two other people and it felt very communal. So I would say yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Technically, yeah. Yeah. Like parent-like figures yeah. or they were just other drifters? Okay. My
1: mom and my brother. Everybody was okay. pulling their own weight, though.
0: Yeah, see? I think you're much more prepared for this than you think you are. It's a very low-key commune, although there are chores involved. Um, and, and now uh, you, you're out there in Los Angeles. Is that right? Yes. Had you been somewhere else before Los Angeles?
1: Yeah, I grew up here, and then I lived in Baltimore for seven years, and then a few years ago, I moved back.
0: I see. I see. Had enough of the Inner Harbor.
1: Yeah, the Inner Harbor, not so much, but the city I miss a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was really the Inner Harbor that brought me back here. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I understand, <laughs> I understand. It's got a, a nice uh, creative energy there in Baltimore yeah. uh, that I think goes largely unrecognized, but my gosh, there's a lot happening down there.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, uh, so you're back in the place of your birth, and uh, that feels good. That must be nice uh, to be this close, or who knows?
1: Mm, it's okay. <laughs> I'm here, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Well, and, and for all of us, it's a weird time. I mean, of course, Uh, no matter where you are, it seems, uh, although maybe New Zealand sounds nice.
1: Yeah, I feel like that might be a little bit of a better change, but also who knows? I don't know what it's like to be there. So I'm only dreaming.
0: Yes, well, speaking of dreaming, uh, I saw your uh, work on The Eternal Family, which we can talk about what that is in a second. But as soon as I saw you and this show, I said, we've got to have Cameron on the program because I could sense a powerful energy even through the cracked screen of my iPhone 7.
1: (laughs) Well, that's so kind. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Now explain uh, what it is we're talking about. Eternal Family is uh, what? Some kind of Canadian network yeah. of web shows, some kind of SCTV meets Adult Swim meets some kids in Winnipeg getting into trouble.
1: That's literally it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's a collective of um, video and video projects made by two artists and uh yeah i pitched them a show and they were into it and uh, my show specifically uh your virgo friend cameron is just a, is me giving some astrological advice based on some very basic like sun moon rising of people and then my knowledge of that, and I also am very stoned the entire time, so I feel like that helps a lot.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, well, we'll get back to that point, okay. too. Uh, how did you connect with these folks? Because we had one of uh, – uh, Cole is involved. Oh, yeah, in that, isn't Cole, it? yeah. A, Cole Kush.
1: Yes. Is Cole it, yeah. is uh, one of the founders um, and the main people, obviously. Uh, my friend Lucas Nathan of Jerry Paper, um, I – hung out with them um, in the park over core and was saying how much I love doing online shows, surprisingly, and how nice it's been to not have to deal with an actual audience. Um, uh, It takes a lot of the pressure off. And they mentioned that Cole and uh, Drew from Eternal Family were looking for more shows. And I was like, oh, I wonder what I could do. And then I was like, oh yeah, this thing I do all the time that nobody asked for, so.
0: That's how most things happen, isn't it? And if you can be lucky enough to be in that position where somebody says, "Well, what would you like to do?" and you're able to say, "Well, this thing I've been doing all along," uh, that's uh, that's just ideal, isn't it? That's the Hollywood magic.
1: Really is. Really feel like I'm smack dab in the middle of Holly weird right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Well, uh, we had one of Cole's videos that we featured at Sketchfest out in San Francisco a couple of years back, and uh, I mean the, his whole world there, and in fact the whole Eternal Family TV. You can go in there to subscription thing Mm -hmm. and you can watch everything's a subscription thing I don't know why I'm making a big deal about that Uh, to watch any TV now used to be you could turn on the thing and you'd you'd be able to watch quality entertainment uh, programming now uh, there's an additional fee (laughs) for every (laughs) channel but anyhow uh, just mind melting stuff isn't it all the stuff that they're involved in and everything has a kind of uneasiness to it Uh, in fact yours is very ground I felt uh, very at home watching uh, your Virgo friend Uh, (laughs) Because I didn't have to wonder, what kind of animal is that? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And uh, But it, it sounds, uh, and I've seen them, they're great fun to watch. I imagine they're great fun to do.
1: Yeah, they're definitely a lot of fun to do. Um, I already find myself by the end of the day pretty stoned. So just <laughs> amping that up and being able to just talk for 30 minutes plus is just really, it's a dream come true.
0: <laughs> yeah, that it just kinda happens to you. Yeah. It? Yeah. No. It's just finding
1: <laughs> you're finding me in my natural habitat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like stumbling across uh, a friend there, isn't it?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or a perfectly shaped stone. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Some kind of nature walk kind of thing. Uh, well, in addition to the energy, of course, that came through, the topic of the show and astrology and all that, I knew we'd had a shared passion of the mystic arts. Uh, so I wonder, uh, did your enthusiasm for astrology wane at all during the pandemic?
1: No, I think it's been like even more amplified in a way that maybe I haven't been recently.
0: Um, Interesting.
1: Yeah, because I feel like, especially this year, a lot of things that are happening astrologically are affecting everyone in a big way. And then also, it's been easier for me to be aware of what's happening, because then I'm able to release control, which is like a big issue for me as a Virgo. So it's uh, a way that I can combine being a Virgo by being extremely anal about what's happening, but also try to take the pressure off a little bit and follow what's just happening spiritually and naturally, I think.
0: Yes. Well, I've begun to kind of doubt some of my crystals and potions and things because of everything that's been going on, but I'm intrigued that you only kind of deepened for you. And in fact, as you're talking, I thought, Oh, my goodness! I don't know if I have a Virgo friend
1: <laughs> you go. but if
0: i did they they always are the same, aren't they? You yeah. do have that one Virgo friend that you think, oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> you're a lot. <laughs> Too many is, yeah, I think just one is fine for everybody.
0: <laughs> That's right. I, I appreciate that. Um, well, uh, of course, I, I'm familiar with all this uh, uh, through my own work and my own uh, sort of later in life, but I spent some time in Los Angeles, so uh, I get it. <laughs> okay, were you, did you grow up in that environment, surrounded by these kind of, uh, uh, were there healers in your family? Were there seers?
1: I think, uh, well, it's, it's weird because I grew up in Pasadena, which is already sort of like a weird pulled away from the city yes. isolating kind of thing. Um, and then Lovely
0: flea market there.
1: Oh yeah. Great flea markets. Yes. Huge Rose Bowl, very close to Rose Bowl. I could walk there from my house growing oh, up, which was nice. nice um, nice. but I, my family changed faith a couple of times. My, uh, when I was my first early years, my parents were both Baha'i and also I think dealt a little bit more in the cult. And then after my parents divorced and about three years later, it was like straight Christian. So it was, but it was weird because it felt uh, still very spiritually based. I think the one acknowledgement meant that my entire well, my mom and my my brother really have is that there's like a spiritual realm out there, and we're all just deciding how we're gonna like tap into that. So I feel like spiritually, I was very uh, I was very supported in that. Like I wasn't like made to feel like that was like silly or uh, or maybe not something I could reach.
0: Yes. Well, that's key. Yeah. Look, a lot of it's a little silly. Yeah. Even. <laughs> You know, even the books that they have. Uh, but but if you can take something from that, or at least use that as a, a language with which to communicate with something greater, uh, well, that can serve you well, can't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And then did you find astrology
1: somewhere along the way? Was that an adult awakening for you? I think it was being in L.A. It was always something that was underlying. It just is like present so much here. I think it just pops up without you realizing it. So something that like I I knew about, but I think my more intense uh, desire to um, categorize the people in my life happened as I got older and have less control over what was happening in my life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: So it Helps
0: to know what's going on. Exactly.
1: And it's it's helped me stay uh, a little bit more balanced, I think, especially spiritually and mentally. So.
0: Sure. Yeah. No. I was uh, just—is there—is there an astrological um, uh, underpinning or reasoning for the Los Angeles no? Which, of course, is just uh, a non-response of never getting back to you about, <laughs> about
1: the thing you've asked for. I think. Uh, I think any no in Los Angeles is pretty definite. I think that's just part of the language here. But if you get a no, yeah, that's more. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> more leaning towards uh it's the language of no here is very strange so I don't it's strange it's strange there's no yeah. yeah no yeah no yeah no and so I think just breaking down that that seems like a whole other spiritual world that I don't know if I'm quite equipped to look at. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe go even deeper. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like when there's ever a response, though. If even if I get a yeah, no, I can at least do something with that. It's the email that goes unresponded to for a year or two, yeah. and you just think, Well, I guess that's not happening.
1: <laughs> and <then laughs> and all heaven of a forbid
0: sudden... if you check in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, don't yeah. do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 don't send a follow up because then you get put in a whole separate folder. <laughs> yeah, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, I, I was re- thinking about our conversation recalling my first exposure to uh, astrology uh, and really was the zodiac the chinese zodiac okay. from the red and gold menus at china royal at that was the chinese restaurant in our local mall back when the mall restaurants really went for it yeah. you know <laughs> in fact i mean you felt like you were in uh, china you know as far as i knew and uh, like being transported back in- time and I'm sure there's some great work being done about the architecture the evocative architecture of malls of the 1970s and 80s <laughs> and perhaps
1: I'll look into that for myself
0: <laughs> but did you spend any time growing up in malls or am I too old for Oh
1: me? no I had malls I remember having high tea at a mall once with my grandmother
0: <laughs> well
1: yeah <laughs> so I was definitely in malls for sure
0: that sounds terrific but wasn't it something when you could go in and they would recreate a whole other world even the candle shop yeah you'd go in and it would be like you're in a cave made of wax or the hickory farm stand would be like there were farmers in there
1: yeah it felt like there was really an effort being made for the consumer I didn't feel like I was being forced to consume I felt like I was being invited to consume which is you nice. Know what I,
0: it is nice. I like to be invited into capitalism. Exactly. Well, come on in. Yes. Hey, you're welcome here. Yes. I'll tell you, it just occurred to me, that the, the, what probably ruined this whole thing is those carts. Once they put mm. the carts out in the middle and you could see that with very little overhead, you could still sell a similar amount of product. Everybody said, heck with these cave walls. You know, <laughs> take down the, the Shanghai stuff. L- let's get Let's just uh, put a glass countertop in yeah, there with some objects
1: sell some cell phone cases <laughs> <That's>, yes
0: there's <laughs> a lot of cell phone cases yeah. isn't it? how can there be that many
1: i don't know and i don't think there should be more than one in a mom yet there often were <laughs>
0: <laughs> no oh, no uh, so well i'm i'm encouraged that you uh, went to the mall was there a favorite spot there other than the high tea
1: um well, we had a lot of outdoor mar- malls being in l a so that was sure. a lot of fun because it felt like you Primo. were in town, but the town was just shop after shop after shop. so yes,
0: like the grove where you can take a little trolley yeah. and it snows.
1: yeah, exactly <laughs> i uh, I mostly stayed in Old Town Pasadena where we had oh. two movie theaters so
0: that's living man. yeah. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I spent so much time in malls growing up. I was employed by one. My mother worked in one. I have dreams to this day about malls, uh, and often the same one. <laughs> and I, I can't remember what it was. I looked up, what does it mean to to dream about malls? had something to do with something, Yeah, uh, <laughs> moving forward or not moving forward. Uh, stasis, but, a sort
1: of stasis.
0: Yes, a trapped environment of yeah. some kind. It's it's, ooh. but anyway, back back to you.
1: Cons- but also, if this makes you feel a little bit better, I think because of your personal relationship with malls, it might also be just like a reconnection to, like a like a stability or you know, some structure. If that helps,
0: that helps so much, Cameron. Good. That is immensely helpful to me, and it like cracked open something inside oh, my good. being. Good. Which I had never thought about before. That's true.
1: Yeah. That's true.
0: I have some positive memories there.
1: Yeah.
0: And a real connection to something that is no longer. There you go. My goodness. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But back
0: to you and your <laughs> dreams that you're pursuing now. Uh, so uh, as you mentioned before, uh, you kind of accidentally or just happen to wake up in a cloud of of, of smoke. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of weed in all of its forms in the show, mm-hmm. uh, uh, your, your Virgo friend. Do you feel like the powers get stronger uh, with that?
1: I think yes, if I, like... <laughs> am able to balance what's happening. Sometimes I get a little overboard and I can't do anything except for like lie there. But I do find a lot of the epiphanies I've had this year, at least spiritual epiphanies, or even just like in the direction of my life have happened when I have been stoned. Cause I feel like there's a part of my uh, brain and mind that's able to Open up to other possibilities, galaxy brain, if you will. <laughs> so, <I> will. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like it does help me just be a lot more um, aware of what's happening around me and uh, how I can fit into that and not necessarily the other way around.
0: Yeah. And have you experimented with uh, other things of the earth, the other enhancements to get uh, those powers elevated?
1: Yeah. Uh, I am a Also a huge fan of mushrooms. I have bipolar disorder and uh, mushrooms when using them after I've used them a couple of times when forgetting to take my meds a couple of times. And it just it's I'm like, this is essentially the same thing. This is nice. I feel just stable and happy and one with the world. It's nice. Yes.
0: Yes. I've been just doing a mushroom tincture of late. Mm. Uh, that seems to, to be good. And then I notice when I go off it, though, uh, stress levels start to rise.
1: Yeah, then I it's don't know it, what to it's do. medicine, you know. And so yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it, it is, it is.
0: Uh, well, in the olden days, I used to. I have never smoked, but in the in the olden days, uh, there was a little bit of boozing uh, yeah. going on. And uh, at a certain point, you just got. I just got so sloppy. Uh, That I had to pull it back, and now just, you know, for a live show or something, I'll have a little nip to warm up the vocal cords, but (laughs) (laughs) beyond that, I keep a medicine to a minimum. Now, uh, I don't want to be seen as somebody who chases uh, freebies down when it comes to star charts and things, but uh, I have read that I'm ruled by planet Venus, Mm. and uh, I know that I'm an Air Libra Wood Rabbit. Okay. If you were to sum me up, just based on our conversation thus far... What would you say?
1: Yeah. I mean, with that in mind, too, it seems like you're somebody who uh, really strives for balance and also a balance not only in terms of your life, but maybe how you're fitting into a greater good. And then I would say also, keeping in mind that you're ruled by Venus, that, I mean, you just lead, you must lead with love and really <laughs> like care about love relationships and how love is important to you. And that's wonderful. That's a wonderful way to be.
0: It is. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I try to, even more so. And it's something that I I have uh, tracked with as I get older. I feel as if the heart gets bigger.
1: Yes, that's wonderful.
0: I'm sure that's not true for everyone, but that's how uh, my experience is, where it's just my gosh, you have greater compassion for what people are going through as you travel through the country. You see conditions that people are living in. You see the, just the experiences that people have. You hear from people. You talk to people. My gosh, how can you not have a, a more expansive view?
1: That is refreshing to hear because there are a lot of people who just, you know, the older they get, the you know, the more closed their hearts get, or the more cemented it gets. And I think as long as you're trying and you're leading with love, that's all you can do. And you know. Good things will come and because you're striving to make good things.
0: That's right. I feel like by the time I'm really ready to, uh, you know, expire, I'll just be, you know, prone out, you know, spread Eagle in a field somewhere <laughs> and naked beneath the stars, full of art.
1: That's great. That's just, beautiful. Just, <laughs> just go like that. Have
0: you ever had your palm read?
1: I haven't actually. No. It's something, there's a couple of things that I do want in life. I want, My past lives reclaimed, and I want my palm read, but I feel like those are things that I need to wait to uh, come to me, and I can't seek them out. For my own personal way that I think that sometimes I obsess over things and information that I get, and uh, I found a lot of the times with things that I really, really want, it's better when the timing is not my own timing, but the universe's timing, so... I put it out there and I wait, but those are things I would really, really like at one point when it's time.
0: Damon, that is wise. That is very wise, and I wish more people would kind of think about that because uh, things uh, come to us at the right, appropriate moment, exactly. don't they? Yeah. And if you if you rush into it, you you could really mess it up.
1: Yeah, and I think that's. I think a lot. I think with people being so cynical, because. There are a lot of really cynical people, and I fully understand that the world is a very intense place, and it really beats you down. But I think with that, people don't realize that um, there's, a, you know, there's a spiritual realm, and we all have a hand in it. And when you're you're entering into that, it affects things. And like we're all coming from it from our own point of views, our own learned experience, and so. Sometimes we could just really fuck shit up if if we're if that's the goal is to learn more for yourself. So yeah, yeah I mean, I I fully believe in like doing whatever is being called to me to do for the greater good. I feel like that's been my purpose and why I planted here is and how, wh- why we're all planted here is just to be part of a living organism that is like the human race, and so. I will wait as hard as it is. I will
0: wait. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the thing is, if you're you're on board with it and you believe in it and you believe that it could have an impact on you, you might not want to know that stuff.
1: Yeah. No, fully, yeah.
0: (laughs) Right right now. Because it will affect you. I mean, that's like I won't touch a Ouija board and that kind of thing Mm. because I believe in it too much. Yeah. Right? I mean – Whatever that is, that's you know maybe not the best example, but there are other things out there like you're talking about past life uh, excavation. That could be a lot to yeah. take on. Yeah, <laughs> and if you're not in a place mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally to to receive information, oh boy. Now uh, I once had my palm read by. Wonderful performer mm-hmm. uh, of Japanese descent, and he looked at my hand and he just said, I've never seen lines that were that definite. Wow. All of them were very clearly, I mean, I don't know, all lines seem pretty, uh, I've seen other hands, they all have lines, but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, but that was very, very appealing to me, as you can imagine, as yeah. a Libra, uh, to mm. have
1: that. <laughs> yeah, not fully. <definitely. laughs>
0: You see what I mean. <laughs> now uh, it's uh, solstice solstice time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have some plans for that.
1: Um, I think I'm. I've been. I get, I think I'm more. Um, I try to take uh, more account of the moon. I guess so. I'm more on like a lunar plan. I think than of okay. like a seasonal plan. So, right. like for so what me, does that mean for you? So like the full moon just happened. So I'm taking that in, seeing what like yeah. taking account of like everything that I've, uh, has happened over the last time this full moon happened. And I try to stay in the Zodiac zone. I think it's mostly just because I, <laughs> if I try to take on too much, I, I get too invested. And then uh, I feel like my own free will goes away. But that's the way that I approach anything. So I just have to keep myself in check and only take care (laughs) of one thing at a time.
0: Because you will assert some control over that situation?
1: Oh, for sure. I will try to control things that are not controllable in any way.
0: That is a fool's errand, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And I'm not a fool. I know better. <laughs> oh, clear,
0: clearly. <laughs> well, and uh, are the moon cycles or the holidays as traditionally celebrated a, a happy time for you? There can be a lot of uh, darker feelings. It could be a mixed bag for a lot of us. Um, of course, it's just a kind of resetting, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, for, for most of us.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was talking to a friend last night, too, about this, and it's, it's those... Darker times, I try to enjoy, not enjoy them, but appreciate them while they're happening. And even if it is like a very, extremely isolating or even lunarly isolating or chaotic time, I understand that there's a reason and a purpose. And if it weren't for that, then when the times are good and the blessings are happening, I I wouldn't be prepared, and and I uh, and now I can really appreciate that because I the journey that happened.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, and you have a show that's going to be coming out at the end of the year, right?
1: Yes, I'm so excited. It's going to be on New Year's Eve.
0: Oh, good time to tune in. <laughs> yes, to the frequencies.
1: Yeah.
0: That's good. I, well, if any year needed a resetting, yeah, I'm happy to see it go. I'm yeah. happy to see it go. Yeah. Not that there hasn't been tremendous, uh, probably growth. There's probably a lot of lessons mm-hmm. to be learned here, but mm, okay.
1: It was a. I think it was a very uh, hard work for everybody, and either you got on the ride or the ride just took you. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm ready to just put it to rest and see what. New challenges 2021 will
0: have for us. That's, that's right. And uh, perhaps a little weed will come in handy for oh, you.
1: definitely, as it always
0: <laughs> has. <laughs> and shouldn't we just normalize getting blazed with relatives for the holidays?
1: Oh, yeah. I started doing that a couple years ago. It's rules. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm close to trying it. I'll tell you that. This year has brought me to that point. (laughs) Uh, So we'll see. Now, do you have any uh, gift-giving advice for Libras?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I would say a good gift is something that, especially, I guess, if you're giving it something that um, would be helpful to somebody, but also something maybe they wouldn't think of themselves, if that makes sense. Like a squatty potty. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm laughing because uh, an in-law bought one of those for me once <laughs>
1: it's a life changer
0: yeah I, I didn't i didn't care for it
1: oh but, i'm sorry <laughs> no, that's
0: okay that's all right <laughs> i'm uh, uh tidy in a different way let's I put understand. it that way uh, so now let me be more specific though uh, what would you uh, what kind of advice would you give to a libra who wants to give a gift to a
1: gemini Oh, wow. Okay. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah. I would say something. Does this Gemini like to cook? Sure. Yeah. I would say maybe something fun, like an activity to do in the kitchen. Maybe like a something to make pasta or something where like yeah. the, um, the actual making of the thing is chaotic, but it comes out in something good. So they can be yep. a little enabled in their chaotic behavior, but they know when to make something good, I think.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yes, I think everybody
1: who's talked to any Gemini knows
0: what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Good thing there's a Libra on cleanup duty.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. Yes.
0: Just generally speaking, I think people are lucky to have Libras in their lives, aren't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of my best friends is a Libra and it's, It's nice to get out of my own head. I think we're both good at uh, pulling the other one's head out of their ass. Yeah, Yeah,
0: It's needed. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it? Absolutely. Something about those paired signs, too. They they kind of play off of each other. Yeah. In fun and interesting ways. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well. Uh, I I am getting a little bit uh, worked up. You know, we're trying our best here in the commune to make it a a festive occasion and uh, do what we can do to address everybody's concerns, which is the constant push and pull (laughs) of running this kind of thing. But I did get a little sad the other day because I heard about Zoom Santas. Do you know about this? No, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Well, welcome to 2020. I heard a story on the NPR, and they're interviewing a fellow who dresses, you know, one of Santa's helpers who dresses like Santa and talks to kids uh, via Zoom. And, of course, they had to ask him, and you think they're not going to ask him this. And then they said, well, do you wear pants? And I don't know why. I think we're past that in the pandemic. Yeah. Certainly past it for Santa Claus. I don't need to know that. I'm already sad picturing a North Pole Zoom background. Yeah. (laughs) with Santa's hair coming in and out of focus, you know. Uh, But then to hear some uh, guy named Doug in Des Moines talking about how he normally wears cargo shorts, it's just like,
1: Is nothing sacred?
0: Is nothing sacred? And then he's going to charge $25 a pop for a call with a child. Anyway, do you ever do a chart for Santa? Did
1: I ever do a chart for Santa? No, I haven't. I think... That would be interesting. I looked at Anthony Kiedis' chart yesterday. That was interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's wild.
0: Yeah, I would imagine yeah. so. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about him. I, I also don't know what Mrs. Claus gets out of this whole deal either. Do you?
1: No. I mean, it seems like there's so much going on up in the North Hole. In the North.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you said it. You said it right. I
1: think I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I think I think yep. I've said what I needed to you say. You said
0: what you needed to say. I think that resonates with all of us. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, it's overall it's just confusing times, aren't they? And yeah. uh, it's uh, there's a lot of forces to lead us astray, but. Not you, Cameron. Uh, you're a bright light, uh, oh, a force you. for good. And, you know, we didn't mention it the whole time, but you are a gifted stand-up.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> being a little sly about that. But uh, do you miss it? Do you miss being in front of people? In a I basement? do.
1: I know, yeah, I know I said that sometimes it's easier not to have an audience, but it, there is really nothing like... That instant approval of laughter, but also I think a big, uh, a, well, not I think a big reason why I started doing stand up um, was because uh, this is pretty heavy, but I was living in Baltimore when Freddie Gray was murdered, and that was the time when the whole city felt simultaneously really upset and lost, and also very uh, focused on coming together and um, having a community and. I felt really lost because I was like, there's something that I want to do um, to help the city and to just speak about what it's like being black. And I just like, don't know. And then because of a couple of other things that happened, I had had my first standup show. And then I realized like, Oh, you know, I can do this. I can talk about, cause a lot of my standup, I talk about being black or, you know, my gender things or my sexuality or And uh, the whole goal is that I know that when people are sitting down and laughing, it's a lot easier to take in information than if you feel like you're being spoken at or dictated to. And there's a sort of uh, wall that's been brought down already because people are ready to take on what you're giving them. And so I think, um, yeah, that's that's always been my M.O. when it comes to stand up. So I really do miss connecting with people on that. Level and being able to feel like in real time, maybe I'm changing minds, but more so than ever, giving a perspective that might not be in people's uh, immediate realms or or uh, life, I guess. So, yeah, and doing
0: so, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and and doing so with joy. Yeah, exactly. And bringing that as well, because certainly, as we have seen this year. Uh, joy is part of it, exactly. <laughs> but it's a complicated stew as yeah. there's a lot going on for all of us every moment.
1: Yeah. And, and I, uh... I think also with certain subjects too, there's a lot of fear around them, um, because people don't know how they fit into it. And sometimes it's just as simple as listening and laughing. And if somebody is telling you it's okay to laugh at that, trusting that person And starting, I feel like that can start a dialogue as well. And I think dialogue is so important, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to think so.
0: (laughs) 360-some episodes into this. I'm starting to think the conversation is. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh uh well yeah it is so important it, it, it just uh, and and because it all is so serious and it, it feels like the consequences are so uh, great and mm-hmm. the ice is so thin all the time mm-hmm. that to be able to have just this uh free exchange where there is laughter as a part of it uh it, it's key well i i hope that it does come back <laughs> <I don't laughs> in know some so. point <laughs> listen there's aspects to this comedy stuff that I enjoy the virtual space. Oh.
1: And also, yes, absolutely that. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it smells better where I am right <laughs> yeah. now than some of the places I've yeah. been. I, but, can't, uh,
1: I you know, I can't say the same, but that's
0: <laughs> awesome. I think we know what that place smells like. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's uh it's terrific that you found a way uh even through all this to still uh, be able to put something out there that is so full of joy and full of smoke let's let's be honest but yeah. <laughs> <full of> insights <laughs> as well and to keep us focused on the bigger picture in a sense and uh, some things that can be reaffirming to help us get get through
1: yeah for sure i'm, yeah. I'm glad i can uh provide i mean the whole thing too is like i just miss smoking with my friends and giving them my opinion <laughs> so it's, that that satisfies something for me as well <laughs>
0: right you can, you can you got almost all the elements there yeah. in, the, in the show yeah that's great and so the next one is going to be on uh december 31st on
1: december 31st yes
0: and uh, for the rest of the time you can just it's like five bucks a month or something and you could sign yeah. up to watch eternal.tv
1: yeah, I did a big binge of Eternal a couple of days ago when I was really stoned, and I was like, "There's so much stuff on here! <laughs> like, it's there's really just so much different things." I was watching like cartoons like from like the 1940s. I was like, "This rules!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it's a it's a big world, yeah, and, and one that will reward you, I'm sure. Um, and uh, i I hope that you have a A good moon cycle.
1: Thank you so much. And same (laughs) to you, for sure.
0: (laughs) And so uh, this has been terrific having you on. Uh, As you predicted, this has been rad.
1: Yeah, absolutely rad. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let me just tell you this one quick story about rad. Yes. Because there was a fella in our high school who uh, (laughs) was a summer break or something. Mm -hmm. And he had gone out and sat in the sun. And in masking tape, he had written... Rad on on his chest. Well, he fell asleep, uh, and he got so sunburned that when he came back the first day of gym class, you know, you got to change and everything. In bright white, it said "Rad" <laughs> across his chest. Oh, it's what I think of every time I see uh, that word. That
1: rules. That's amazing. <laughs>
0: Listen, take chances in life.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: it's okay. Have some fun with it.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) It's
0: terrific. Well, I wish you a healthy and happy holiday season to you. Thank you you so much for being here, Cameron.
1: Thank you. Continued success. Thank you so much. Sorry to cut you off. Thank you.
0: No. Oh. I mean, I'm absolutely certain you'll be hearing more from Cameron as things progress. And do check out her show on Eternal Family. That's eternal.tv. You got uh, magic, astrology, animation. It's all perfect as a companion for late-night rapping or holiday card addressing. Now, we've got our solstice tree up, and our ornaments are on every branch, each one telling a story hiding a secret in some cases. And maybe we'll get to that on a future episode. It's a tease, isn't it? <laughs> have I already teased that? I keep thinking about it, and I've just got to set aside some time to do that. Till then, let's all try to get through this together. Look to the stars, to uh, medicinal-grade enhancements, a specialty, drinks from far-off countries, or even retail therapy works, to Buy stuff no one needs and just have fun with it. That's how... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to make it. Oh, but that's all the time we have this week, so I bid you farewell and remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is produced and performed by James Bewley. Season theme song by Miriam Caduce of Space Moth. Season podcast icon by Philippa Beleza. Incidental music heard throughout the program by the talented roster at Howler Hills Farm in Ohio. Remember to rate and review the program on Apple Podcasts or tune in and stream the show on Spotify, SoundCloud, Pandora, or Stitcher, wherever you find fine audio content. To see any of our live shows or other short videos, visit our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash radio and follow us on Instagram at Seaver is the handle. Thanks again for listening and remember this season to keep your portals open and at a safe distance.